1: fans happy new year uh celebration indeed uh, one of my faves right there cool. Yeah, a little the car. Uh, cause for celebration indeed here as we've turned the calendar to 2022 the episode is 165 my name is jake elliott my co-host is brad challoner aka wayne and or garth i'm not sure which one that was Welcome back to Lax Class, and uh, yeah, celebrations are in order, Brad, as the National Lacrosse League gets back underway here. Moving into week six, uh, one of week five games has been rescheduled, but I think we just count that as week five, and now we're in week six, so no games uh, for a couple of weeks, which seemed like a real long couple of weeks, Brad, and a lot of speculation, a lot of tribulation, a lot of anxiousness Uh, i could go through my thesaurus here but we're playing lacrosse this weekend and that's all that matters
2: yeah and and
1: i don't want to get too happy new
2: happy happy new to you by the way nice to see you nice to everybody for for hanging out and listening i i'm scared of everything right now so like even though they say it's game one for week six a lot can change here we are recording monday afternoon a lot can change between now and Friday night in Vancouver when you and I are supposed to it's connect true. for the Warriors broadcast. Thank us, um, but yeah, let's 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 stay, let's stay optimistic. Let's stay nimble. That's the only thing that we can we can do right now in in the world and in the National Lacrosse League. So fired up to be back. Yeah, it's been it's been a long break. Um, we're back this week. There's only one team playing in Canada, and that's that's the Vancouver Warriors hosting Colorado at Rogers Arena um, no, just Friday night. So our our restrictions in. At Rogers Arena right now, 50% capacity. That's not an issue because there was just over 6,000 um, for game one. Food and drink are still allowed at Rogers Arena. Right Five dollar beers. It's different, in, different in places like Calgary right now. Um, I think we're waiting for some Saskatchewan restrictions mm. to come in that we don't know about. And then we'll talk to Jamie Dawick. He's going to be our guest in a few minutes here. A yes. uh, guy who filled in for me admirably for a yes. few months. So I'm excited yeah. to, to talk to Jamie. Well, we're hoping, Brad, to just
1: go- to, to stop you here, Jamie Dawick uh, is, is in the middle of the Bahamas on like a 150-foot yacht right now. Texted of course me, he is. <laughs> texted me this morning and said he was a little worried about the connection, the Wi-Fi there on the old yacht ski. So hopefully... Jamie Dowick will be available and, and coming through strong here uh, on EP 165 coming up in quarter number two.
2: It's Ontario we want to keep our eyes on right now in Canada though, cow. because they've they've been hit the hardest with restrictions right now. The coast,
1: not a popular yeah, man right now.
2: The Rock host the Thunderbirds on January 15th, and their restrictions will be in place as far as no no things in in venues of any size i believe in uh, toronto so i don't know yeah. if they're gonna be able to play in front of fans or if we're gonna be looking at a postponement for that that next toronto game which will postpone another halifax game which means they won't play for like a month yeah
1: well things are changing like you said on the daily and we don't want to go super covid talk here on the, on the podcast because we got lots of other stuff to talk about but as we've seen they've reduce the restri- or the quarantine time down to five days this omicron is spreading like crazy and you know now i think we're getting to a point brad you feel like it's closing in on you like it's just a matter of time when you get it and if you're vaccinated and even better boosted up how bad you get it And now down to five days here. So it's just a quite like, is this going to happen in the middle of a week on a weekend? Uh, Are you going to like, how many get? So I would expect full, all hands on deck, practice players, and and maybe a a few guys on the hook here for AOL guys as well, saying like, be ready because we might need you once the round of testing comes here. So keep, you know, keep, Keep your eye on it, and we'll just have to wait and see. Like We haven't seen any league emails come through um, as far as roster moves or anything, protocols, uh, anything like that yet. So those are coming in in the coming days, I would think, and we're all just kind of keeping our fingers crossed here. So Jamie Dow coming up in quarter two. We got uh, – who you got coming back and strong here? I got a chance to move out of like 52nd place uh, coming up this weekend – Brad Schoen are still sitting at the top of the table up there like a fat five cat. five
2: in the bush, still number one. Yeah. Still number uh, month now. I'd, I'd call it a trend.
1: Yeah, I can't even remember who won after week four. I'm sure we announced it. Uh, but new week on deck here. Who you got in quarter number three? And Lax Class Locks are back. At least we hope they are because we've been kind of waiting for the odds to go up on the Cool Bed website. I've been talking to my man, Paddy Gregoire. We're working through some stuff. Hopefully, Evan is good at uh, currency conversions. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. Uh, We'll welcome Evan back in quarter four. Well, we'll get him back for the second half. Uh, Who you got and Lax Class Locks because we don't have any stallions this week because there was no game. So we've moved Quick Sticks to the top of the rotation. And uh, Quick Sticks brought to you by Roy. Rykor construction, I should say. Uh we got Warriors tickets to give away. And speaking of, of Warriors tickets and Rikor construction, son of of Rycor Construction, Ryan Mills, Josh Mills, who also plays in the junior XLL. Brad, the White Tie of the Junior XLL are in the championship game tomorrow night. Tuesday from the Poirier Forum. Uh Josh Mills also on that white tie team. So It all ties in nicely here. He won the Warriors tickets last time we gave a pair away. Just, he was the first one to get at me. Hundred and, I want to say, twelve penalty minutes in 1997 back in the WLA. He got it first, so he won the tickets. We got more tickets to give away this week, and we'll do it right now. First person to get at me, or Lax Class, or Brad, whoever, well, Brad, you're like, not whoever. You got to get at one of us.
2: You're the one who controls the tickets here. So no, All get right. At, so get get, a, get a, at me. Get Do a, a PXB jumbo, for at Lax.
1: sports at laxclass or lacrosse class fight on Instagram. Tell me the total amount of points by the highest scoring duo in the National Lacrosse League. Nice little nugget there from Brad Schauner. Mitch Jones and Keegan Ball. Highest scoring due on the National Lacrosse League right now. How many combined points do those two have? Get yourself a pair of Warriors tickets. Friday night, Colorado Mammoth coming to town. And it's going to be a good game. So one you want to be at. Rycor Construction, by the way, uh, check these guys out. Let me pull up my Rycor stuff here, Brad. I'm all a little scattered here in the new year. If you want uh, more information, info at rycourtconstruction.ca or give them a call, 604-751-1534. Make it stand out, Rycor Construction. Uh, give them a follow on Facebook and Instagram as well. Where do we begin with quick sticks here, Bradley? Uh, the trade, the trade. Oh There's yes, one of course. Thank you very much. Uh, National we Cross to... League deal first of the new year going down uh, just before we hit the record button here today, Brad. Uh, Panther City and the Albany Firewalls hooking up for a deal. You want to run this one down? Yeah, I love,
2: I love this deal. By the way, um, good for both teams here.
1: Yeah, hang on. I don't
2: know you put me on the spot again, Brad.
1: We've been through I don't the, have the back
2: there. and forth. Like, all that matters is Ryan Banesh is heading to okay. the Albany. Here Fire it is. Wolves.
1: I got it in front of me. The Panther City Lacrosse Club have traded Ryan Banesh to another NLL team. The funny part eighth about this,
2: team, eighth team, I believe, for it, Ryan
1: Banesh. Yeah. And if you track Albany back. New England before that Philadelphia before that, he's never played on either one of those teams as well. They've traded Benny boy to the Albany firewalls in exchange for Johnny Pearson, local product at a Langley here, uh, and their 21st selection in the 2022 entry draft and their fourth round selection in 23. There's the official deal. Uh, initial thoughts. I,
2: I think it's good return for the Albany firewalls. think they made a great deal here. They've, Obviously not happy with Owen 2. you know, they haven't looked the same that they did last year, obviously missing Callum Crawford and, and, and Steph LeBlanc is a big blow, but they bring in a future hall of fame, left-handed veteran leader to help with this young squad that has, you know, the likes of um, kitchen and, and Andrew Q in his, in his second year. So I think Connor over there as well, right. Veteran calming presence. Yeah. Like, So I I like what he's going to bring in that veteran side of things. I know they've got some, you know, late twenties guys, but they don't have that, you know, future hall of fame guy that Benny will be. He's also perfect for that Glenn Clark system because there's not really quarterback in that offense. Like everybody, everybody gets their touches. The ball flies across back and forth, skips back and forth. Everybody sort of gets a piece of it. And I think that's perfect for Ryan Banesh to just just be that sort of lefty crease Trigger. trigger man. Yeah. Um, and then I, that else, that's all he's going to need to do. So I think that's a big boost for the Albany Firewalls. I love that by Glenn Clark. And for the Panther City Lacrosse Club, like, I wonder if that signifies this early that, you know what? We're 0-3. Let's let let's get our young guys some touches. Well, let's get Will Malcolm some more playing time. Let's get call, uh, Grant, Nathan Grennan some more touches. Like let's, let's make it happen.
1: Well, and the other thing is, I think with bringing Johnny in – he now fits in with that age demographic there and a bunch of guys that can grow together. And Johnny's, like, got dropped to San Diego and just couldn't, couldn't crack the offensive lineup, kind of got put in a spot where he wasn't comfortable in a transition road. Then he got hurt for a long time. He's been living on the East Coast. And so I don't think we've seen anywhere near the ceiling that Johnny Pearson can reach. And I just think he fits so much better in Panther city where he'll get back to an offensive role. He's the same age as a lot of those guys around and they can all grow together and they get some equity in a, in a couple of picks that they desperately need as well. Like now with the the draft here, Brad, like 22nd selection overall, you're getting a good player guaranteed.
2: Yeah. Early, early second round. Like that's, that's, that's great. So yeah, yeah, there are, there is some good, coming back to Panther city and yeah, move, move the veteran out and start looking, not that they're throwing the season away at Owen three, but maybe they're thinking that exactly what you just said, Jumbo, that Benny's not in the plans long-term because we don't know how many years he's got left. So let's bring in Johnny Pearson. Let's get a couple draft picks and let's help these guys grow together and put a lot of pressure and ball touches on, on the young guys that are already there. So I like it um, poses the question for me, like all Banesh going to, is eighth team, Mm. top 10 all-time in league scoring and in goals for Ryan Banesh. One of the greatest offensive players we've seen Uh in this league still has some more left in the tank. There's a few guys that have been around as long as Ryan Banesh that don't have a ring. So I posed a question on Twitter. Best player in the National Lacrosse League right now without a ring? Callum Crawford is the name that comes to mind. Brody Merrill obviously comes to mind, and I put Ryan Banesh in that category as well. Best player without a ring.
1: Who you got? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're asking me best player, I got to go Brody Merrill. I, I just like what he has accomplished in his career to not have an NLL ring to just cap it all off. Like he's so decorated indoor, outdoor world stage, Canadian lacrosse like he where I it's like, shocking know, that he does it's, it's it's unbelievable <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> and Benny knows not taking it but he hasn't done all that that what Brody has done and, and Callum like hasn't really even scratched the surface of the outdoor game so you know like for me it's it's Brody in a in a landslide Love Benny. Don't get me wrong, and Callum too. Like fantastic player, and and it's crazy that he is getting better as he gets older. But Brody Merrill, I think, man, like let's find a way to to maybe not this year, uh, Brody. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, how many more is he? I got? Know, you know, man. 40 well, forty
2: years old. They, like San Diego's, they're loaded up this year. Like they San Diego are, is
1: in win now. There they are.
2: Yeah, right now. Yeah. So you're this right. could be. If this isn't the year for Brody, I, I don't know what. And don't think like
1: everybody within that entire organization is not thinking about trying to win one for Brody on the way out the door. Like, I think that's the mission of the seals this year. Really? That's their, that's their mission.
2: I wonder if it's painted on the inside of the locker room at, uh, should be Pechonga there. No, that, that's tough to argue. I, I like really like Calm Crawford. Like he, just because of who he is personality wise and, you know, the suspensions over the years polarizing. and yeah, He's very polarizing, but you can't argue with the skill of Callum Crawford. He is a very unique player. He's he's fun to watch. Like, he's worth the price of admission when the ball is in his stick. Uh, I'd like to see him go out with one. Don't think it's going to happen with the New York Riptide unless he's got another few years left as they start to rebuild around around Teet and all the guys that are coming in. But, yeah, and it's no doubt in my mind is Brody Merrill. it will be a shame if he leaves this game without a ring.
1: Good question. Hop on, uh, Lax Class. Get on that pole there. So let's rip through some quick sticks here. I don't know if you saw this, Brad, but uh, Saskatchewan Russian. And I think they did this with Ree or or it might have been Mitch Jones as well. The Warriors did. But Mike up Mark Matthews. uh Give me more mic'd up of everything. Like, I want more mics on players, coaches, uh, just live microphone, except the broadcast booth, live microphones on all these guys. This is the, the content that I love, the behind-the-scenes stuff, the things you never hear, really, as a fan. This is gold. Like, more mic'd up. That's what I got.
2: Yeah. I'd like to see from the referees again, mm. myself, like the, when the, when the hot mic, there was a couple games last year, two years ago, I guess, where the hot mics were on the ref and you can hear them, you know, in a corner, Chris Corbeil's chopping on someone's wrist. They're going, settle down, Corb, settle yeah. down, Corb, one more, one more. Yeah, And just to hear the sounds of the game, I think, and you do that through the referees having the players mic'd up. I, I love it. I don't know why I've talked to most of the refs saying, Hey, what's going on this year? What's going on? And they haven't heard anything. So I wonder if it's something we can incorporate into some of the webcasts or even the, the TSN ESPN stuff. Cause I do think it gets you closer and, and I love hearing that stuff.
1: 1932 Olympics in LA are our, our buddy, Steve Holroyd, who has been on the, the podcast lacrosse and tweeting out some gold. I don't know how he does it, but he turns black and white footage and, and turns it into color footage, which is just blows my mind that he can actually do that. But tweeted out uh, some some video footage of the 1932 Olympics where 75,000 people watched a lacrosse game. Now, albeit they were probably there to watch the finish of the marathon more than anything back there in 1932. But nonetheless, Brad, that has to be the highest attended lacrosse game in the history of the sport. 75K back in 1932. Pretty cool. I would kill too be at an event like that now. You
2: know? COVID free. Seventy five (laughs) thousand mask free people screaming and Uh, and drinking. It's it's pretty special. I know it hasn't been seventy five thousand. I know some of those NCAA Div one finals have been into the forties and fifties. Some just over the years. Some of those big football stadiums on the East Coast.
1: AdNAC Performance Institute uh running sessions for the kids up here at Coquillum wanted to get that in. Uh the ALL fired back up after the holiday Last night, uh, Ryan Williams and the Grizzlies still undefeated there. And lots of good talent in the ALL West. And like I said, these guys more than ever right now better be ready to step in because the national crowd, like three, four, five, who knows how many guys test positive coming back after the holidays. And it's going to be some spots to fill around the league. I'm convinced of that. I don't know. You follow him on Instagram. I follow- Tyrell Hamer Jackson, Brad throwing up some some footage of his story this he's out on the togs like the ice flows are flowing down the the Fraser River here he's got like the full on wetsuit going with the spike and the he's out in frigid Fraser like this guy is a professional lacrosse player and he's out walking on frozen logs in ice in the Fraser river as a, as a day job. This guy is nuts, man. Like it's some of the craziest content I've ever seen.
2: You know what? And I think he got himself a drone for Christmas. Cause I saw some oh, footage man. where he was, he was playing on, he was playing some frozen pond hockey and he launched a drone. So I think the content is only going to get better from Tyrell <laughs> Hamer Jackson, who's also winning sixty one percent of his face offs right now, has a goal and an assist. Listen. Um and has looked really sharp for the Vancouver Warriors. So he's not just a TikTok trend yeah. people. He's not enough people talking about his game. player right now. Yeah, not enough No, people. because I think they're waiting for they're waiting for him to have a big challenge against one of the Eastern guys like a baptiste or a Withers oh. or something. It's been um he hasn't gone up against real well Jeremy had a good fight against Jeremy Thompson yeah. but in San Diego and in Saskatchewan, like yeah, you know, not the well, greatest best, yeah. draw teams. Um good point. Who's he got this weekend? Colorado Edwards. Um, is it Edwards? Yeah, team members is pretty good. Robert Hope takes the odd uh, draw. Yeah. So it'll be that'll be another good night for Tyrell Hammer Jackson to maybe increase his, his stats.
1: All right. Uh we gotta get moving here. A couple more quick sticks. Uh the all-world box lacrosse academy gave me a follow on Twitter the other day, Brad. So I kind of, like, looked into this. There's a story up on IL done by Stamper. And I was kind of thinking, like, what is this? Like, And so I read this. Tracy Golesky and John Grant Jr. are spearheading this project. They got some big-time names involved right across North America. I don't know how it's all going to jive with USA Boxla and some other organizations that are, you know, they see the Lacrosse Canada. Like, I don't know how all this is going to work, but they have – some plans of grandeur here, uh, TK and junior. And if there's one thing I know about those two, when they put their mind to something, they're usually pretty successful at it. So this caught my attention, all world box lacrosse Academy. And I think it's just like, they want to have this massive, like they, they want to go to Europe and right. Like, so they want to teach kids to play box lacrosse the proper way. And I'm uh, fully on board with this initiative, uh, more lacrosse, the better and teaching kids the right way from two of the best, can't go wrong there. Our last one I got here, Brad, is our boy, Adam Levy. Papa Levy here, uh, suggesting that maybe lacrosse classified. Do a little charity action here. Get me and you back on, on the Coquitlam Crunch. There's a box down at the bottom of the hill there. I think it's come summertime. We incorporate uh, a little fun day out there at the Crunch and in, in Eagle Ridge Box. I know uh, the Cornwalls will be on board with this. and. Maybe raise a little money for one of our favorite lacrosse charities.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I was I was actually thinking about you today, actually, Jumbo, because mm. I went for the snow is is gone as fast as it came. It's now gone, but I got to go for a run and pound the pavement for the first time in in a while. And I was like, you know what? It was I think it was this time last year where you and I went and did that one out on Barnett Highway, yeah, in Burnaby, God and the... and how much fun that was. Like there was still snow at the top when we did that. But I was like, you know, what? it's time to time for you and I to get back out again so yeah let's do that I know we did the last two times we've hiked we did I think one of the hottest days of the year in Coquitlam when we almost died on the crunch and then we did you know the cold winter climb oh you muted me so we did the hottest day of the year in Coquitlam when we both almost died on the crunch and then we did one of the coldest days of the year where we did the Barnett Highway with the snow cap so yeah I'm down to uh I'm gonna do something for sure, and then one more quick stick before we go, jump on here, oh. because I know we got Jamie Dawick okay. waiting for us uh, with the Wi-Fi on the yacht. But uh, we can get to it more in in who you got. But it's uh, it's Tucker out lymphoma night oh. in, for the Buffalo Bandits this weekend when they host the Toronto Rock. So this is the annual game where the Bandits raise money to uh, for lymphoma research in memory of a former Buffalo Bandit and and uh, NHL Hall of Famer Sean Williams' his son when Tucker the- who passed away. Back in 2014, but the game worn jerseys are being auctioned right now on bandits.com. dot um, So make sure you go
1: slap a bid down on one of those and and support this great cause every year. I got to. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Like I, I got a uh, Tucker is Brave t shirt way back when they first came out, and it was a cup, maybe two sizes too small for me. I think I ended up giving it to Jimmer. It would have fit me by now. So I'm a little disappointed that that I gave that one away. I don't know about you, nope. Brad, but buy another a, one. I, buy another one. I, I might just do that. Uh, I'll I'll pat myself on the back here. Uh, I've worked out every single day this year. I know that's only four days, but it's still, I've done it. I'm pretty proud of myself.
2: Congrats, buddy. <laughs> Congrats all right is that the resolution are you a resolution i'm going for 365 no i'm just
1: no no chance uh i i got off the rails a little bit uh over the holidays food wise so it's time to to dial it back in here now that the new year is is here and i got some work to do man i don't want to look i don't want to, have to go buy a new wardrobe again so uh yeah i got i got to get back to work here so i'm, I'm off to a good start all right, we got uh, Jamie Dowick coming on the other side. Quarter 2 is coming up here on EP165. The owner, general manager, former co-host of Lax Class here as well. Jamie Dowick from a yacht in the Bahamas next here on Lax Class.
2: Associated Labels and Packaging. A fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment. Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level.
1: Hey, this is Pat Coyle, head coach of the Colorado Mammoth. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified, Lax Class 165 into the second quarter. But not before I tell you about our good friends at Associated Labels and Packaging, who are back for another year here on Lax Class, as is Stampede, Tack, and Western Wear. We'll talk a little bit about them in the second half. But Associated Labels and Packaging, of course, they've been doing this for over 40 years. They focus on people, ethics, and quality, and of course, family-owned down there in Coquitlam. Two, which I love, Uh, AssociatedLP.com, need a label, need a package, that's where you go. Uh, We're going to the Bahamas, Brad, not physically, but virtually, I suppose, here to talk to our next guest, former co-host of the podcast as well. Owner, GM of the Toronto Rock, Jamie Dowick, back on the pod. Uh, JD, good to speak with you once again. Good to have you back on the podcast. Uh, How's it going, man? You're on a big, you're on a boat. You're in the Bahamas. How's it going? I'm assuming pretty good.
3: Yeah, I got no complaints, boys. Happy New Year's. How's everyone doing?
1: No complaints over here, as well as uh, we were excited to kind of learn today that we're going ahead here with nll week six action at least right now is is the plan um you're going to be involved with that as well i i guess my first question is to you like were there daily discussions going on over the holiday break between the board uh about what the plan was going to be coming out of the holiday break and the cancellation or postponement i should say of week five I think we got you. Well, I mean, there we go. Uh, yeah,
3: so- people in the office taking care of things, but you know, they the, the last week's games were real tough and and we had a full slate headed for this weekend. So, it was always the plan to get back this weekend and from what I'm hearing it looks like we're going to be uh we're going to be ready to go here for the most part. So, excited about it.
2: Is there a world and I guess this will lead into my next question Jamie because I think the restrictions coming down in Ontario today may affect things for for you and your next home game on the fifteenth, but is there a world where you know one team in one city can postpone or, or move a game, and the rest of the league doesn't, or is it kind of like if someone's can't make a game happen this weekend, we're all taking a break? Is it all for nothing, or can one team postpone? No, I think
3: uh, I think the plan is you know to look at every situation individually, and you know you guys know how it works. We start canceling games, then we're going to run into problems getting those games back in and we want to play a full season. So, you know, everything's being looked at individually. And, um, you know, I think we're probably have the toughest restrictions right now is we basically, well, we're basically down to no fans in our building for potentially our next play. Um, you know, fortunately, both of those games are TSN games of the week. So, You know, we're just trying to figure that out right now as everything goes here. But, you know, we don't want to be canceling games. We don't want to be rescheduling games. That's not easy to do. So, you know, our focus is to do whatever we can to get these games, keep them going, keep the league moving along and hopefully get through this next couple crazy weeks.
1: Speaking with Jamie Dowick and, and you, your team is, is a little bit different than most as all your guys are centralized in, in the GTA. But can you tell us like, how does the protocol work? I guess for say a team like Saskatchewan where they got guys coming from kind of all over the place. Do they test before they leave for Saskatchewan or do they test when they get to Saskatchewan and, I guess, assuming whether they test negative or, or test positive, what, what are the next steps seeing is if they're negative, obviously they move on, but what, what happens if they're a positive test?
3: Well, there's a whole protocol for that. Then you go into the, you, you got to go into the protocol and you know, there, there's a certain amount of period time frame that you've got to go. And, and then you've got to be able to produce a couple of negative tests to be able to come back and come off of that list. So Um, you know, we, when we're traveling, you know, I'm making guys test before we travel and then we'll test again once we're there, but we test in advance of traveling because I don't want to fly someone somewhere to find out they have it when I get there. So, I mean, obviously things can change from the time you test right before you travel till when you test, when you get there, but, um, you know, the more testing you can do, the better chance you have to isolate incidences and not end up with, uh, you know, a breakout that would unfortunately maybe cancel a game. So that's that's how we're going about it right now.
2: Thinking positively, like how big is the TSN deal, Jamie, where if you guys can't have any fans on the 15th and it is a TSN game of the week, that people can see the Toronto (laughs) Rock in action. And then, you know, hopefully... for the Toronto Rock's sake, you get a win and you start creating a buzz, and and people are ready. Like it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal.
3: It, it is a huge deal. I mean, our you know we're in Buffalo this weekend and we're the game of the week there. And then you know we come home, play at home, have a bye week, and play at home, and both of those games are are the game of the week. So, like you know, putting on my league hat here, I you know we don't want to be canceling games. So if we're gonna to have to do something crazy here and maybe play in front of an empty building um you know the good news is it is going to be the game of the week and everyone's going to be able to see it and it'll give us a chance to really you know show the world so I, I tsn i know you know i've heard they're working really close with the teams and and what they can do to help the situation out and this and that but you know it's just it's just the world we're living in right now you know and and obviously we'd love to have everyone in the building but You know, if we have to play a game or two, maybe in front of an empty building, you know, to me, that's better than not being able to get a full season in and, uh, you know, dealing with with all those problems that come from that.
1: 100%. Um, I just want to jump back because I think, I mean, I'm fearful, I guess is the word coming off the holiday break and guys being around family and friends for the better part of a couple of weeks when they come back to the team that we're going to have a bunch of positive tests throughout the entire league i think it's inevitable so there is that surplus of practice rosters players jamie but if it's more than that can teams go to the all east or all west or even street free agents and just start signing guys if they test negative
3: yeah so you're right we're gonna have a lot of I would imagine there's going to be a lot of positive tests coming out this weekend. And you'll probably see some protocol lists get pretty, you know, people going on those. And, and, and really those lists are designed so that you can go out and sign guys for the week if you need to, and this and that. Um, I know we're, we've been testing the guys real hard over the last few days and you know, we've, we, we, right now we seem to be in good shape, but I'm hearing there are a bunch of positive tests around the league. And, and, you know, once again, I mean, I think the more you test as a team, the more you can stay on top of it and and then you benefit from it. Right. So if if you're not testing thinking, okay, well, let's just not test because we don't want to know, you know, then all of a sudden you're two games out from two days out from a game and you got 10 guys out and, and now you're scrambling and, and and you're going to be, you know, it's one thing to fill fill your roster with maybe a practice roster guy or even a, a signee, the guy you just signed. But, you know, if you only got to do one or two guys, you know, every it's going to happen to all of us yeah. over the course of the year. We've seen it already. So you can deal with that. Um, you know, if you've got to start replacing lots of guys, then, then that's a big problem and, and that's not going to.
1: Is it You know, be good for a team. Is it a constant message from, from you and, and Maddie? Like, be, do make sure you guys are doing the right things and try and protect yourself at all costs all the time. Or are you going to jeopardize not only yourself, but a, potentially the entire team?
3: Uh, that message has been loud and clear from day one. Like, uh, you have a responsibility to the team, your teammates, yourself, your family, everyone. And, you know, you you have to be as careful as you can be. And everyone's situation is different. Maybe what they do during the week and how many people they're around and this and that. But, you know, the onus is on is on the players to do everything they can, um, you know, to not put themselves in that situation. And, and uh, you know, I, you can't blame them if it happens. It's going to happen. It's happening all over the place. But you just got to be you, you got. You can't be reckless. If you're going to be reckless about it, then you are going to run into huge problems. Um, you know. I think if you're taking all the precautions you can, you know, you just got to go with it and hope for the best, right?
2: How much How much conversation right now is going on with with scouts and I guess street free agents and guys to keep an eye on in case we do get a scenario where you're dipping deeper than a practice roster? Like, do you know? You know, not to name names, but would you know who you'd be grabbing if it came to that scenario in the next couple of weeks?
1: And, and then on top of that, Jamie, if I may, how does it work as far as the pecking order goes? Like who gets the best player in the ALL East, who gets that first pick of that guy, or is it just kind of a race to, to make it happen?
3: Yeah, it's no different than uh, it's first come first serve. It's just like, you know, these guys are street free agents and, you know, the league's done a good job in providing lists you know, of the people playing in the ALL in Ontario, the people playing in the ALL in, in Western Canada, you know, even in, in some of these states where teams are in the States, um, you know, teams have provided, you know, some players' names and this and that. Um, you know, so yeah. are you in communication who, who gets...
1: with some of these guys saying, hey, like, be ready?
3: No. Okay. If I'm being honest, no,
1: because I'm hoping we don't have to go
3: there. But, you know, listen, I, we're pretty familiar with a lot of the guys playing in the ALL in Ontario anyways. And, you know, that's probably where we would have to go if we, if we need to go down that route. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's going to depend on when it comes, how many guys, you know, you need. And, you know, we do have a bit of depth on our roster. So, you know, you really got to run into, you know, five or six COVID cases before you're, yeah. you know going past the bottom of your practice roster and you need to go sign someone off the street especially to play um but it, you just gotta read and react you don't like you know you don't know if you're gonna need an old guy a lefty a righty a d guy so you right. know that'll all change that um this hasn't been on who's my list of guys ready to go it's been on Come on, boys. Let's let's keep doing what we've been doing because my guys have been good so far. I, I feel like they've all been very responsible. And yes, we've had a few cases, but that's not because the guys aren't being responsible. And and you know, it, it's going to be a read and react and adapt kind of year. And uh, you know, the teams that can manage it the best, you know, they will probably have a little bit of an advantage along the way. Um, but you just got to you just got to make the best of it don't feel sorry for yourself. No one else is going to. And, you know, we didn't have uh, Tommy in our last game and, and it's like, Hey, it's going to happen. You know, someone's got to step up and we'll have him back next time and, and well, let's do it. So, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no moping. There's no nothing. It's just, let's go. Let's go.
2: One more sort of COVID-y one, Jamie. I appreciate your candidness as always before we get to the some of the fun stuff and you know how you're trying to rock are actually doing on the floor, but mm. one thing I'm curious about is like how teams can operate. If you do get a chance, this isn't just a Toronto question or a Hamilton question either. This is probably for Calgary, Vancouver, any of the Canadian markets right now. If they are getting to a point where it's no fans or it's a thousand fans and no food and beverage, like these teams are are going to be taking quite a financial beating without having butts in the seats and, and beers in the mouths of the butts in the seats. Um, Can we continue to operate that way? Or is it get to a point where a team or the league has to say, you know what, we're losing too much money, not playing or yeah, we're losing too much money by playing. We should just not play.
3: Well, listen, I mean, it's not a good financial situation. There's no doubt about it, but you know, we hadn't played in two years. Like I can't even you know, to me, we have to play this year. There can't be a third year, so, um, you know.
1: Is that the gen- Do you think sp- that's the general feeling of the majority um, of owners? I don't know. I
3: don't know. I haven't talked to a lot of guys lately. I, I think everyone realizes we need to play. It's what's everyone's pain threshold on that? Like, I mean, to me, we kind of have to play at all costs, and if that means i got to play in front of an empty arena for a couple weeks, um, you know, I kind of feel like I, I'm going to do that. I got to do that. I mean, ten of my partners are in the United States, and they basically have no restrictions right now. So <laughs> it's crazy, you know, man. Uh, free for all. Yeah, others. Just... Uh, other than the players traveling, you know, all the Canadians that are traveling across the border to go play for those teams, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. Is the border crossing? But you know, none of these U.S. teams are are having these issues right now. It's predominantly a Canadian thing, and. You know, each Canadian team's a little different. Has a little bit different thresh pain threshold on. You know, what are you willing to go through here? Like, so and yeah, it's going to hurt teams financially. But I, I, kind of believe that it hurt more not if this if right exactly. If this season were to get wiped out, you know, I think that hurts us even more. I think we got a lot of good things going with the TSN and the ESPN stuff and. And we can pump the games out that way, and I think we need to do it. And I think that's everyone's mindset. But you know, we'll wait and see as 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 things develop here.
1: Fair enough, uh, Jamie Dowick, with us here for a few more minutes. All right, enough of all that stuff. Uh, fantasy update time. Oh, uh, don't Dowick. do it. No, don't no. Do it. I oh, no.
3: lost both of my finals. Oh no. Well, unless Nick Chubb has the night of his life, (laughs) life, I lost both of them. But, you know, Antonio Brown killed me in my rock. league. played Homer. Yeah, played Homer in the final. Lost by, I think, I don't know, four points. I haven't had great Wi-Fi. But, yeah, Antonio Brown and his tossing of his equipment in the stands, uh, I feel like, cost me. And, hey, listen, just like everything else, COVID, you know, you're just hoping your guys don't go on lists and yeah. this and that. Um, yeah, it was a good run, but now didn't get any didn't get any dubs this year.
1: So Homer is the, the Rock uh, rock champ. Is that what you're telling me?
3: Sean Holmes oh, is the man. Toronto Rock fantasy champ this Damn. year. I know it pains me to say it, but you know, well done to him.
1: You gotta it's see nice to that see guy every single day. It. Yeah.
3: Listen, there's, there's worse guys that could win that would (laughs) remind you of that every single day. Homer's Homer's a pretty good sport about everything. So, uh, yeah, it was a tough one yesterday with all that going down and Spotty Wi-Fi on the boat there out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, but tough. real hey, tough. Real I'm on a tough boat out in the middle of yeah, the ocean, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I don't think
2: anyone's gonna feel sorted <laughs> for me. No, no we're two. not uh,
1: snowing here in no. BC,
2: by the exactly, way. Exactly. Yeah, we'd we we'd give an arm to be where you are right now, Jamie. Uh two and one Toronto Rock. I think a lot of teams would get an arm to be two and one right now, too. Two home whims, one road loss in Halifax. Um just rate your team's performance through for three weeks.
3: Um I give it a, give it a B minus something like that. I think in all three games, there's been a lot of stuff that, you know, even our loss that we like, but you know, we, we kind of looked at the first three games and said, we got three tough ones. We got to come out of this minimally two and one, you know, obviously three and zero oh would be great, but um, yeah, there no complaints. Now we'll really get into it here. Hopefully we'll start to play regularly. We'll get to get, you know, practice and, you know, I'm, I'm still excited about this team. I still believe in this team, and and you know I look forward to a little more normality now that we've got through this couple week break and we we can get back to our regular routine.
1: What's the game plan against the Bandits, man? Uh, I know you're not gonna well, you know, give me the X's and O's here, but uh, what do you got to do to beat the Bandits?
3: Well, you got to show up and play a hell of a game. I I, I know that they're uh, they're a good team. That offense is scary. You know, they got one of the best goalies, if not the best in the game. And, you know, to me, they're, they're one of the teams to beat in this league. So we're going to have three matchups with them. I think two are in Buffalo. We want to get two of those three games anyways. So we're going to have to get one down there. Never easy going down to Bandit land, but always, always fun, man. Always a great challenge. And, uh, you know, we respect them, but we're, we plan on going in there and uh, doing our thing and hopefully coming out on the right end of the result.
2: Jumbo, I don't know if you have this written down or backlogged or not, but after uh after I came back to the show, we had a few GMs on because the series of team previews wasn't quite done yet. And oh, they yeah. all still wanted a shot at asking Jamie a question. I, do you remember what Paul we had Paul, I Day, Paul we had Day, Mike
1: Hazen? Yeah, so Paul Day wanted to know craziest. Poker hand you ever got mixed up in? So I don't know if that's like a, a super bad beat or the biggest pot you won, or maybe somebody you were up against in the World Series that was a, a big time pro that you snookered. But uh, craziest poker hand you've ever been involved in? Paul Day, ask that one. Well, I don't have that on the
3: top of my head, but I'll tell you the craziest poker hand I've ever seen first hand World Series of poker, flop comes. King nine nine, and you know, by the time we hit uh, maybe the turn or the plop, they both got it all in, and you know what they both got one's got kings full of nines, what? and the other one's it's got, got nines quad nines. Oh, f- right to start first hand main event ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Good night, see you later. <laughs> oh, you know, so how many
1: people I, like, get knocked out of the tournament on the first hand? Like, typically, there's got to be more than a handful, I would think.
3: No, not normally. No, No. I think I think most unless unless you're in a situation like that, I think most people could get away on the first hand and not go broke on it. But I I remember that one vividly. Uh, It was at the table beside me. And because it was on the first hand, you know, it it was a huge ruckus and and everyone, uh, you know, jumped up to see what was going on, because you don't normally see people. I mean the main event is uh, is a marathon, not a sprint. So you don't normally see that happening uh, on the first hand. So that was that was pretty wild.
1: What did uh, Hazen ask? I don't remember what Hazen had.
2: Do you remember? I think Hazen I think Hazer wanted fantasy updates which he just got. And then we had we had Jim Veltman too. What did Jim Veltman asked? Oh, man. Now you're putting
1: me we on the kept, spot. We should
2: have kept a better back we Jamie this We'll bit. get you back all
1: on, Jamie. Right. We'll <laughs> get you back on. We'll get those questions answered. Uh, you got something else here, Brett? Are you good? I'm
2: good, man. All Jamie, right. Get uh, home safe and, uh, uh, hopefully we'll see you. Hopefully see you
1: soon. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the sunscreen. TSN game of the week going down in Buffalo this weekend. John Abbott will make his NLL play-by-play debut along with our other boy, Patty Gregoire, who will make his TSN debut. And, of course, Ashley Dawkins. She's a TSN veteran. So, Abs, Greggy, and Doc on the call for Rock Buffalo TSN Game of the Week this week. Uh, Jamie, we will see you in Vancouver later on this year. And I got you and, and Maddie Sawyer a lax class hat put aside. So, uh, be Ooh. excited for that.
3: I, I'm very excited about that. And I uh, appreciate you guys having me on again. I'm sorry if the connection was a little spotty no, there, but just don't always happy to come on here and chat with you boys.
1: All right. Just don't be mad. If uh, I take the bandits and who you got next quarter. Talk yeah, to you don't later. I <laughs> noticed. I noticed both. Now both of you guys have been going against the rock all year
3: for the most part. I know. Oh keep notes. shit.
1: All right, man. Take care. Happy new year. We'll talk to you soon.
3: You as well, guys. Take care.
1: Adios. There he is. Uh, he's the best man, uh, GM, owner of the Rock, and uh, former co-host here as well. I still have it. That's the one game this week, Brad, where I'm just I'm teetering on the fence on who to pick in that I one. I know. And does
2: does Benny Benny made me teeter even more? I had Toronto. Oh, I had yeah, Toronto I Rock as a pretty confident pick that. earlier today. Benny's making me second guess things, but well, I guess we'll have to. Put our money where our mouth is in a couple of minutes here.
1: We will. Second half action is just around the corner, but quick. Oh, no, sorry. All in there. Toronto's not playing. No, they're not. But that still could change.
2: Yeah, the Albany Saskatchewan one I was teetering on because I had a Sask win in Albany. But now I'm thinking Benny brings some. injection into that wow, they're uh, 0
1: two. they the need a win desperately to win at home yeah they didn't have a good but are the rush going one and three i don't think so we'll discuss it all on the other side keep it right here on lax class 165 who you got is next Devin sheminar will join us as well we'll be right back after this yes.
3: Hey, this is Jamie Dowick, owner and GM of the Toronto Rock. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse.
1: Welcome back to Lax Class. Second half action is a go. Jake Kelly, Brad Chaloner, and also... Now on the podcast is Evan Schemenauer. Third quarter action brought to you by Stampede, Tack, and Westernware. I mentioned they are back for another year. Actually just missed uh, Kevin and Naj out there at the compound on New Year's Eve. I thought they closed at 5, they closed at 4. Off today, but the online store is open 24-7. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. New, uh... New content, new reads coming uh, in the coming weeks here from Stampede. But, of course, boots, jeans, belts, hats. Final episode of Yellowstone. I can't help but think of Stampede Tack and Western where Every time I watch that program, uh, you see the the legendary duster jacket on Costner there. And I think to myself, like, hey, man, that, that guy can pull that off. Uh, not many can, but uh, if you're looking for a, a duster, a bush ranger, they got them all. Stampede.ca. We're shopping online. Still shopping local. Head out there to Cloverdale. They're open tomorrow. Uh, who you got time, boys? Here we go. It's time once again to play your favorite podcast game. Who, you? who you got? Who you? There you go. Who you got? Uh, who God, man, it, uh, that, that was a long couple of weeks, fellas. I don't know about you, but uh, I missed playing who you got last week and the week before that. We're back at it here and a chance to improve myself in the standings. Brad Challenger still at the top Guess there. who
2: still has to host it every week? Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm cursed. <laughs>
1: the, I'm the, cursed here. The with burden so is so hard. Knowledge
2: on my shoulders. Edwin, right. First of all, ha- happy new year, brother. Nice to see you again. Yeah, um, yeah happy what's new, going new year. On, what's going on in Saskatchewan? So we've had the... Rescheduled rush seals game that happened pretty quickly. But where quick. are we at with yeah. where are we at with restrictions and and that in the
0: prairies? At the moment, they didn't change anything, which is odd. Um, Because just before New Year's, we had our highest number of daily COVID cases ever. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh whether that changes next week, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But I understand why they turned that game around so quick. Is You've got to find Dates. gaps in the Dates. schedule where not only is there arena availability, but the two teams have availability. Right? Here's a quick window. It's two weeks from now. You got to get that one out there pretty quick.
2: Yeah, there's going to be you're finding bye weeks. I'm glad they're able to squeeze that in mid season, similar to what Halifax is trying to do. They rather than still throw,
1: throw the New Year's party. thing into May, just throw the party anyway.
0: Right. It's, it's orthodox new year's that night you know there you go
1: there okay.
2: you go tie it in,
1: tie it in. <laughs> all right guys here we go here things we are gonna go. kick off
2: things are kicking off from the friendly confines of rogers arena oh, all eyes on oh, the west coast on friday wait. night the reuniting of brad challoner and jake Elliott in the broadcast booth go. together in the end for the first wait. time in four years five minute now. jumbo yeah
1: five now
2: and i still can i still sit on your lap or are we still can well, do it like bring the, time? just bring the milk crate for the pre-game hit that's all i'm saying i know right i think maybe i'm harnessing maybe i'll heart i'll come down yeah. from the rafters and they'll just drop me in like head height it on stairs with you that's actually a, a really good idea okay. Um, okay so we're kicking things off 7 30 rogers arena no. colorado Mammoth in town two and one to face the two and one Vancouver Warriors. This is a nice. uh, Uh, Who's it, Evan? You're. I think you're. I'm ahead of you now. So, So (laughs) Evan Scheminar. Who you got?
0: Like I said last week, I have concerns over Colorado. You know, they they stunk it up in San Diego. They barely survived against Panther City. I'm not liking their odds now. Granted, I'm going to still see where Vancouver lies. But think about it. If Vancouver wants to make the playoffs, this is a game they need to start to win. This is a team they're going to be battling for a playoff spot for. Give me the Warriors for a four.
2: I like it. Yeah, they're going to need the season series with Colorado. They're going to need the season series with Calgary, San Diego, maybe Sask. Like, you know, obviously the more the merrier, but the Colorados and Calgary's of the world,
1: I think, are the really ones you need to get that. Season series again. Jake Elliott, who you got? Uh, I got the Vancouver Warriors coming in as well for a lot of the same reasons that that Evan listed. I think being at home here is going to be a nice advantage for Vancouver as well. And there's no way I'm I'm taking Colorado in the, in the first game that I get to call for the Vancouver Warriors as well. So give me Vancouver. I'm putting a five beside it. And while I'm at it here, people, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what the hell we're talking about right now, little pick em game here, you can still sign up because you can win weekly prizes. You may be in tough to to win the grand prize, the overall, but you can still sign up and win yourself weekly prizes. Have some fun while you're at it. Link is on the Twitter bio at LaxClass. Class. Uh, pretty straightforward. Sign up, pick your team, put a confidence number beside that team, and away you go. So, uh, give me Vancouver, give me a five beside them, please.
2: Not too late to catch Jumbo and Evan. Maybe too oh, late to catch me
1: down. five weeks in, but there, there's still time people. <laughs> um,
2: Jumbo Factor in the building, Colorado, still don't know who they are yet, and Vancouver, humming that you know, starting to starting to hum and, and prove that they are for real. They're at home. Even the Vancouver Warriors with a seven. Mm, Moving seven, on to Saturday, seven. starting things early, friends. Twelve o'clock oh, Pacific time. I didn't time. even know Love that. It. No, From no, that's this.
1: what? No, no, that's got to be Eastern time because they have the game listed. We oh, yeah, had ten
2: thirty. Yeah, so oh, this that is a be nine
1: a.m. start here on the West Coast. Let's is go. That, is that legit? Is I, that? And
2: that's the. I think that's the ESPN game of the week.
1: Yeah, it is as too. Well, yeah.
2: 9 a.m. So we can well that jumbo's gonna have to set an alarm. I'll no, be three no, hours no. up after my kids, but <laughs> Philadelphia at home against the Georgia Swarm, two in one wings, one in one swarm. Evan, who you got?
0: I'd be shocked if anybody takes a Georgia swarm because they've just struggled, struggled, struggled. They're on the road. Give me Philly
1: for a seven. Jumbo. I gotta make you ask, bro. I want you to say it every single time. Jake Elliott, who you got? I got. <laughs> Now that you say that I almost want to pick Georgia Maybe a little surprise there But going Philadelphia here At home Two and one against one and one Sleep in your own bed When you got to play at noon That's got to be an advantage as well Give me Philly for a six I didn't even notice that Nine a.m. West Coast That's awesome
2: I feel like switching my pick Just because of We don't We've been We're almost six for six so far Uh I I have Philly um, Do it
1: I dare you. Double dog dare you to do it. Hopefully, Tendy
2: Bear's okay,
1: but <laughs> Philly has looked good at
2: home. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. We'll talk about that in Cool Bets in a second here. No, I can't change it. Give me the Philly Wings with a five. Right. Then we've got uh, 7 p.m. This is more like it. Saturday night on the East Coast. Albany Firewolves 0-2 at home to the Saskatchewan Rush 1-2. and 2. Evan, who you got?
0: Here's the thing. Um, Ryan Banesh now in the lineup for Albany. Uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, they struggled on that side of the ball, but I think that takes time to sort itself out. I think Saskatchewan is, has started to sort things out. Unless Dougie Jameson steals this game, I just don't see it happening. The rush for a six.
1: Saskat- Jake Elliott, yeah, yeah. who you got? Uh, Saskatchewan i just going to say they're a better team than Albany seven rush.
2: I'm not confident in this one. I'm having a tough time picking Saskatchewan, but I'm picking them anyways with a three Albany three. is due. I still think they're a playoff team, even though they've stumbled out of the wow. gate, they're going to get a game from Dougie. I don't think they're as bad as Owen two proves. Um, but I do think it's going to take a while. So so far nine for nine, friends. Uh, give me the Saskatchewan rush with three. Let's see if we can buck the trend here. Fourth game of the weekend, another seven o'clock Eastern game on Saturday night. Calgary one and two rolls into Rochester two and one. Evan, who you got?
0: This is the tough one. Um, we've seen Rochester play extremely well. They're at home. Calgary has not played well when they travel out east. That's been a struggle for them. I'm taking Rochester for three. Jake, buck the trend.
1: (laughs) You got I can't. uh, By the way, office pool junkies need to update the Rochester Nighthawk logo. Still going with the purple and teal there. It makes me reminisce. Uh, I've been impressed with the Nighthawks so far this year. Two and one. I don't think anybody saw two and one for the Nighthawks after three games. No Evan Kirk, but Rylan Hartley played so well the last time out there for the K-Hawks. Gonna be a nice young goaltending battle there, but I think again, like Kevin said, Calgary struggles coming east. Give me the Nighthawks, and I'm gonna put a four beside the. And Nighthawks.
0: keep in mind, no Tyler
1: Pace. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no Tyler Pace. No Tyler
2: Pace. Um, maybe the one of the worst places to travel to the National Cross League from the West, where a lot of these Calgary Roughneck players reside, is Rochester. It's a nightmare to get there, but the way that Kurt Malowski and the Roughnecks bounce back from Buffalo to Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. I can see something similar from San Diego to Rochester. So I will finally buck the trend. Give me the Calgary Roughnecks over the Nighthawks
1: with a six. There's the, Ooh. there's the door we're finally, looking for. Yep. <laughs> Manly, there's up the up door now. we're looking for to walk right on through. Okay. A little
2: later, Saturday night, 7.30, Tucker Out Lymphoma Night at First Niagara Center in Buffalo. Uh, Toronto Rock 2-1 and one roll in to see the Bandits 2-0. Oh. They haven't played in a while, but they're 2-0. Oh. Evan Shebenauer, who you got?
0: This one, we'll get into this later as to what the cool bets are. I was shocked by this, where the odds in this game lie. Uh, we're talking Banditland. We're talking... Home crowd, despite the fact that there'll be probably some restrictions or whatnot in place, um, I just don't see the Bandits losing at home. I still think they're one of the two best teams in the league at the moment. Give me a five for the Bandits.
1: Jake Elliott, you got? <laughs> How come you you say my full name, but you only say Evan's first name? No, I uh, say Sheminar. I, I say Sheminar
2: Every I time hear. I think,
1: uh, no, that's a lie. Very
2: formal here. That's on a lie. Lacrosse class.
1: Uh, it's Tucker out lymphoma night. That's guaranteed. Buffalo Bandits win night. Give me a three beside the Bandits. I might up that confidence pick there thinking now. Uh, I might, might move some numbers around. Right now, it's Buffalo all the way, but I got three beside the Bandits.
2: Sorry, Jamie Dowick,
1: but I got the Buffalo Bandits as
2: well. That's a tough barn to go into. Jamie said the best goaltender in the – one of the best goaltenders, if not the best goaltender in the world. Fantasy and, An offense that I think is on – unstoppable right now. Give me the bandits at home. Uh, so 8 out of what is that? 1, 2, 3. Oh, 9 out of t- 10 oh. so far we've got.
3: We've,
0: What's your paying. weight on that one?
2: Four. Okay, four is the weight. Final game, the nightcap oh, from sunny it. San Diego. Seven. And we got a full day's action. Oh, 10 p.m. Not, like, on the East. 12 p.m. on the East. Yeah. San Diego, 2-1 and one, hosting 0-3 Panther City Lacrosse Club. Evan Schemenauer. Who you got? <laughs>
0: And maybe just to explain this for the people new to this every week, our eight pick is our most confident pick. And then we go down. So because there's six games this week, go from eight to three. I think we're all on board with this one. One team's doing quite well. One's still trying to find its way. They just lost one of their leaders in a trade. It's an eight for San Diego and I can't see it going any other eight way
1: for sales. For me, you don't even have to, I won't make you ask this time, Brad eight. Sales. Yeah.
2: That's, that's my eight as well. So. Eleven out of our twelve games are we're picking the same this weekend. So what do you mean eleven out of going the twelve? Die. Only... We're gonna live or die together this weekend in the standings, uh go Calgary roughnecks to break it up. No, it's not
0: happening. I'm just thinking, I'm about what eighteen points behind. So that is a potential what, ten point swing. <laughs> Right there that, in that one game. doing
1: the math already. You just can't <laughs> resist <laughs> doing math. All right. Uh, there is Stampy Tax. Who you got? Stampy.ca. Don't forget about those guys. Bluntstones, Ariat, Boulay. They're all CSA approved. They got them all. Boots. Stampy Tax and Western Wear. One more quarter to go here, fellas. Lax Class Locks are on the other side. EP 165 is back up to this. This is Hall of Fame netminder Dallas Elliott.
3: You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all
2: things NLL and box lacrosse.
1: Welcome back to Lax Class, fourth and final frame here. Uh, don't forget to follow the show on social media at Lax Class or Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page at Lacrosse Classified. Email address lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. Brad is at Brad Schau. Evan is at Shem Lax. I am at PXP for Sports. Hit the subscribe button, write down a review. And we would really appreciate that. We appreciate you listening as well. Fellas, it's now time for lax class locks. It's
3: locked. I hear by the club lock gotta wait. Ooh, it's a big luck, all right.
1: Lax class locks. Lax class locks. Locks, locks. What? No. no, no why well, I struggled saying that. Brought to you by Cool Bet Canada. Stay cool, bet responsibly. And if you're, again, new to the podcast here, Cool Bet uh, hopping on board on the pod. And if you have never made a bet on Cool Bet, this is the perfect opportunity for you to sign up and on your first-time deposit, you put in the bonus code LAXCLASS. That's the most important part here. Put in the bonus code LAXCLASS and CoolBet. We'll match you up to $200 on your first deposit. Free money. No brainer. All one word.
0: Yeah. It's the lax class. All one word.
1: Coolbet.com. Do it. Do it now. And uh, we're going to give you some parlays here. And by the way, if one of us hits our parlay, which we've come close, we've come not so close as well. But if we, one of us hits our parlay the following week, whatever we select here on Locks, Glass, Locks, those odds will get juiced up for you on Cool Bed and make yourself a little extra money. But we haven't done that yet. So this is going to be the week, fellas. I'm feeling good about this. We could potentially go three for three here, I think, with our parlays if we all come through. So, Evan, why don't we start with you, Money line point spread over under a combination of any three will do $20 jumbo bet buck bet here. And uh, we'll get a nice little return as well. Who you got this week?
0: Well, here's the first one. I mentioned this earlier the Buffalo Toronto game on the money line. Buffalo's the underdog. That makes no sense to me. None. So Buffalo is a plus 110. I'll take that easily. Vancouver, Colorado. The over-under in this game is 21. Well, we've seen Vancouver in two of their three games be single-digit. Play a lot of so far, yeah. Uh, we've seen Colorado be under pretty much all the time. I don't think there's any way they get to 21. And that is a negative 110. And here's actually one interesting thing. I got this clarified for new gamblers. If you were to do a parlay and say this game hit 21 on the nose but you won all your other two, you actually still win. You just now is a two game parlay, it's a push push. on the third, the third one. And this is just a filler. And I, what a filler is is if you're trying to hit a three game parlay and you need something just kind of more assured to make sure that you hit it, it's San Diego on the money line. It's a minus 400 granted, but it still fills the parlay. Just got to win. You just got to win. Um, It's not a huge payoff, like uh, I think the other two, your two are going to go, but it's it's still one hundred dollars and twenty three cents if you get those three right. So, five times your money
1: gets you one twenty three back. Not bad, Brad.
2: Uh, sir. I'm going to need some help with this because still wrapping my head around this this gambling thing. But there is some juicy lines here. So, outright Georgia Swarm. Are the biggest underdogs of the week against Philly outside of Panther City losing to mm. San Diego? And I, so I gotta put money on that. Like one in one Georgia Swarm in Philly. Even though I you know I just sort of in, waffling and I just yeah. picked Philly to win, but this is just such a juicy line that I, I think you have to take. Hedging, the
1: they call this. The brutal. Georgia Hedging. Swarm
2: minus, minus 255. Against the Philadelphia Wings, so take the Georgia Swarm. That's going to pay you be plus two plus good. plus one fifty five. One fifty five, yes. Plus one fifty five. Sorry, this is I'm looking at the uh, looking at the wrong thing. So yeah, You're looking give, me shots, yeah. <laughs> give me the Vancouver Warriors um, money line against the Colorado Mammoth. That's one point five. Correct.
0: No, be- no, no, no. Money, money line straight up. Who wins the game? And that is a plus one seventeen if Vancouver wins. They are the underdog in this game.
1: Yeah, which I also don't really understand. Two teams, two and one. You think the home team would be the favorite here? Sorry, I'm, it's
0: probably I'm his, them... it's probably historical that they're going on. That's what it is. So you're taking
2: no, money taking, line. I'm taking no. I'm not taking the money line against Vancouver. I'm taking the over under Vancouver. I think Vancouver is three and zero with their over under
1: So history there. They are one point five.
0: So that's over. A, okay. yeah, that's you're still a
1: little bit confused here, Bradley, which is fine because I'm sure many other people as well. <laughs> so the over under is the total amount of goals in the game. The money line is just straight up. Whoever wins. And the point spread is if you're taking Vancouver, Colorado is favored in this game by 1.5 goals. So if you take Vancouver, they can win or they can lose by one. If you take Vancouver, that's
2: the on one the, that I want. That's I the one that they're so. three on zero one
1: this season. That's the one I'm putting money on. Okay, so Vancouver plus one point five. You got Georgia on the money line at plus one fifty five. And what was your yeah. third one? And I then d- I
2: got over under Georgia Swarm, Philadelphia Wings over under twenty point five. Give me the over on that. I think that one's easy to wrap. Your head around that's supposed to be the lowest according to the the betters. This is the lowest scoring game of the weekend, which I don't definitely don't think is going to happen. Philly and Georgia at twenty point five. That's yeah, I like that's that that good though. money there too. I like it. Maybe the over. you got so, the total there.
0: Yeah, so he took he took the the spread on the Vancouver game, or that's the, right, over the spread. The spread, spread, the spread pays one seventy six sixteen.
1: Okay, not bad. Twenty jumbo bucks once. 76 my three game parlay uh, and I'm I'm super confident in this one here fellas so if you're going to listen to anybody or if you got 60 bucks you can you can lay this down all three but uh, if you're only you know budgeting yourself to $20 I highly suggest you use my picks this week and that would be Vancouver on the money line 117 I think they win this game straight up by a goal or more but I'm going Vancouver at home, just like I did in, in Who You Got. I'm not like Brad and flip-flopping back and forth here. I got the over in Albany. I think both teams are going to put up some goals in this game. Saskatchewan and Albany, what was it, Evan? The tw-
0: Minus The 110.
1: Minus 110 for 21 was the number, I believe.
0: Uh, 22.
1: 22. Still like it. Uh, and my final selection is San Diego... Minus two and a half. So I think they win this lacrosse game easily. No disrespect there to PCLC, but especially without Banesh in the lineup now, I don't even know if Pearson's playing. Give me San Diego at home to win by three, and that bet will pay out 147.60. Just go ahead and, and spend that money now, and then it'll get deposited into your account by the end of the weekend. You don't even have to worry about it. I, yeah. You guys should do it too, quite frankly. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know if you guys I can, don't
1: know if can. I'm allowed, can friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I feel a jumbo little dicey with the, with the folks up in the,
1: uh, the office. No, no, no. We're talking Jumbo Bucks here. We're talking Jumbo, jumbo. Bucks.
2: Yeah.
1: Jumbo bucks. Um, all right, fellas. Lax Class locks are done. I believe the podcast is done as well, unless you guys got anything else you want to get out of the way here.
0: Just one interesting thing on that Benes trade is they actually specified what pick it is. It's mm, the 21st yeah, yeah. It's overall
1: pick. Uh, you did some so, investigating here.
0: Well, it's not investigating, but it's just trying to figure out what's all going on. So the reason that they would know it's the 21st pick and, and, and I'm speculating here, but I believe both Vegas and San Diego get a compensatory at the end of the first draft first round. is an expansion draft uh, compensatory. So what that actually tells us, though, is that there's four other compensatories that they've decided upon, they haven't announced yet. And it's like, okay, well, what four free agents flipped, right? The four free agents that come to mind right away are Dovey, Beers, Kirk, and Coates are the most likely ones. So you're looking at Vancouver, Calgary, Saskatchewan, and Georgia in some order, getting compensatories at the end of the first round. Here's an even crazier thing. And this is why I hate these compensatories is Vancouver signs Brett Midsky, Saskatchewan gets a compensatory Saskatchewan signs Matt beers. They get a (laughs) Vancouver gets a compensatory. So the two teams have basically flipped D man granted in different seasons Mm. and they're both getting a. They've both got a top level D man and they both get a compensatory pick. It makes zero sense.
1: Well, it is what it is, Evan, uh, but good, good sleuthing there, I must say. So that's going to wrap up lax Class 165. Big thanks goes out to Stampy Tack and Western Wear. The Vancouver Warriors, don't forget, first person to tell me the combined total of points that Keegan Ball and Mitch Jones have scored. We'll win themselves a pair of Warriors tickets to Friday night's game, associate labels and packaging, cool bet. Dot com and Rycor construction for sponsoring the podcast jamie dalek for stopping by for a great conversation and of course to the listeners for checking out lex class each and every week we'll be back next week right here on the lacrosse flash podcast network but for now we're out of here for evan schemenauer brett Chelliner, i've been Jake kelly and for the fastest game on two feet for the creator stay safe stay healthy and stay classified